I'm here. Can you hear me okay? I totally hear you. You know what I love about being in the closet? It's cozy in here. It's very cozy, and also I feel like the protagonist in a 1985 adventure movie. I love it. I'm very happy here. I'm happy for you. You know why I like the closet? Talk to me. All of my favorite shoes are in here. (gasps) Oh, my God. It's like they're bearing witness to your greatness. (laughs) I love them so much. It's all your soldiers ready for action. Do you feel like that scene in Henry V where you're giving them a big pep talk? No, it's like... like, Once more under the bridge. Not quite like that. They're just, you know, they're my best friends. I love these shoes. Oh, God. (laughs) That's so nice. I love them. You know, here's the thing about shoes and why I've always loved them. Because, like, no matter what size I am, body-wise, and how I'm feeling about that, the shoes... Mm -hmm. The shoe, shoes and jewelry always fit. So That's beautiful. That's a beautiful sentiment. I love them. And they're my I have besties. To say- and also, if you wear any outfit with a pair of killer shoes, suddenly you look dressed up. At least in L.A., it works. God bless. So It's true. Hi, I'm Nama. Hi, I'm Jessie. This is and Ga- this is... Don't do it. Don't. Okay, fine. Listen, right here is where we're gonna we're gonna pay somebody to do this a little is where musical the meets intro. The Insert intro here. Insert okay. intro here okay. because otherwise Nama's head is gonna explode. Okay, but let's do maybe we should just for timing's sake gag reflex. Ah! Okay. All right, well there it is. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> it never ends. Gag reflex. What's that smell? Gag reflex vintage tunes from hell. podcast about vintage cookbooks and modern nightmares and the foods we love to hate (laughs) (laughs) so today listener we are going to talk about prunes i'm really excited about this i'm gonna start off by saying that i was not excited about prunes when you guys was like what are we gonna talk about it's a shitty little dried fruit whatever no pun intended nope Oh, God. It's number two, but it's always number one in our hearts. Always number one in our hearts. Listen, I also didn't think it would be that big of a deal, except that, like, the one photo that I saw of recipes, of the, like, sample recipes, because this is a small little pamphlet. It's only, oh, they don't even have page numbers, but it's got to be, like, 20 pages top. Okay. All right. Um, it's from the, let me see, from the California prune industry. Right. So I did some specific research on California prunes. Right. And it was published in, does it say when it was published? It was clearly published before. (laughs) Are you excited how I feel I have taken on a scholarly tone right now? Because I know it must have been published before 2000, because that's when the California Prune Association decided to rebrand as dried plums. It's got to be way earlier than that, because like... They have a whole host of research that they cite at the beginning. Why for, didn't you send for, that to me? Because I wanted to talk about it today. Fine. All right. Uh, so the they have a works. whole host of research that they cite at the beginning, like three pages of research on why California prunes are good and good for you. Interesting. Like, like a Q&A thing. And oh. All of, and all of the research studies that they cite are from like, the latest one is like 1934. What? 
So this is this is real. This is like real old vintage. One might yeah, say. Yeah. So I think like tops. This is like the fifties. Nineteen thirty-four. Like the top five diseases were still not cured. I mean, <laughs> at that point, like polio was still like a recreational disease. I mean, I'm surprised they don't suggest that these would be cures for polio. So. So when I was looking at this, the like the sample recipe that someone on eBay took a picture of was yeah. like had American cheese in it. Spoiler alert. <gasps> so I was like, okay, like this is worth a look. Winner, winner. This is dinner. worth. This is yeah. gonna be. This isn't just like prune juice and things. I don't actually. I will admit, like I was also skeptical that this would be truly disgusting because yeah. because I don't have a bad association with prunes. You know, like I'm from the Middle East. And we have a lot of, like, chicken and dried fruit, meat and dried fruit recipes, like tagines and things that are really delicious that involve prunes. So, like, sweet, savory treatments. And I'm from the Middle East of Baltimore, and we know our (laughs) way around at Simmis. Yeah. And I love, I really, I don't mind, I don't mind prunes either. I mean, I like them too. I don't, they're maligned. I mean, there's a reason why they're maligned. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you why they're fucking maligned. Because, because of the of, Victorian era. No, because, oh, well, I don't know. I think of it as maligned <laughs> because of people like my grandmother, who, when I was growing up, like, literally, ev- this was my Yemeni grandmother, and right. ev- when we would get, like, dropped off in Israel for three months every summer to be with my our family there and our my grandparents. And that so, sounds ev- blissful. It was, it was lovely. We got lice every single year, but whatever. Um... <laughs> So, so my grandmother, when we were staying at her house in Jerusalem, ev- literally every single day of my summer, she would say to me, did you go? Like, seven in the morning, seven in the morning, she already wanted to know, like, did I or did I not take a shit yet that day? It's good to know And like Jews are the same wherever you go. And if I hadn't, what I got... Was prunes. Was a prune. Was it juice? Was it prune juice or was it, was it prunes? Like, it was like compote, which I hated. Ooh. Which I hated. Oh. So most of the time I just lied. So it was a lumpy juice, which was, is kind of the worst of all worlds. Look at it. I, it that, was a hot, hot, lumpy juice. It took me till much later in life to realize that prunes can actually be quite delicious. Like if you just eat a prune on its own, it's like sweet and sour and like That's right. It's like a tiny little like it's a little fruit snack. They're delicious. It is. Well, I feel like all fruit all dried fruits are delicious for the most part. If they're not you know, if they're not pre-sweetened. Right. Like I can do without some dried fruits blueberries to me get really no 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 let's talk i'm talking about the standards you're like your apricots i'll even listen you girl you know i'll fuck with a banana chip every once and again yeah i want nothing to do with banana chips but i get you so this is this cookbook that we're exploring today is called prunes add variety by the california prune industry (laughs) published at some point I don't know when. I have to... You know what? Insert year here in edit. (laughs) I feel like... I feel like when I bought this on eBay, it had a date attached to it. And so I'll do some research and we'll put it in, like, the show notes when we do this. I'm fine with that. When we post it. 
But my favorite thing about this cookbook is that practically everywhere they write down their motto, which is... Wait, is this the California Prune Society or the California, California Prune, Prune Organization? Industry motto mm-hmm. that says every day in some way? And what's... Let me tell you. What's hilarious is that there's a dude... Like, they draw in, like, a little dude whistling and walking. Like, he's just taken a really great like shit. Like, he's now taken he's... an amazing dump. Yeah, and now That's he's, That's what like... I appreciate now about he's the loose... 1960s. Yes. Now they he's were... loose and free. They owned it. I love that. Yeah. It makes me happy to hear. Yeah. And God bless. God bless a safe and free colon. Yeah. It's like... Okay, hilariously... That colon is like the 405 at 1 o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday night. <laughs> Just straight through. Listen, That's a nothing there. Listen, I know it's been a while since you lived in Los Angeles. Like, <laughs> But I gotta tell you, 1 a.m. on a Tuesday morning, that it's 405 is blocked as shit. <laughs> it, needs, it needs some prunes. Okay, so... The little whistling guy in the everyday in some way motto and logo. That makes me so happy to hear. <laughs> he's that he's they're just embracing like, it every day in some way. That's exactly right. Oh, not only are they embracing it, they're like they are like you have no idea. So like the they're first touting it. the first couple of pages, as I mentioned, is like research about why California prunes are good and good for you, and it's done okay. like question and answer style. Oh, interesting. And so question numbers two and three are, are California prunes laxative? And is the juice of California prunes laxative? And both of them are like, yes. Absolutely. (laughs) It's the fiber. I'm going to get into it. Oh, great. Okay. Uh, Well, these guys say, yes, in 1933, exhaustive research revealed that California prunes contain... A nat- That's right. contain naturally a substance or substances which definitely stimulate action of the intestines. <laughs> and as far as as is now known, this substance is not present in any other fruit. This is That's fascinating to me. Like no other dried fruit contains the power of the poop. Okay, but what like cracks me up do. is like they don't tell you what this substance is. It's <laughs> they don't need to, Nama. Because it's a company it's 90- secret. Yeah, no, it's proprietary. That's exactly right. Okay, any- Okay. so I'm sure you have some fun prune facts. I do. All right, let's get into it. Now, researching prunes actually made me want to title this entire season Foods the Victorian Era's Twisted Code of Morals Has Maligned to the Point of No Return. <laughs> because every time there's an amazing fruit or vegetable or whatever... The Victorians and their prissy did they, mindset seem to get into it. Did they think prunes look too much like testicles? Did they serve them in like little <laughs> tinfoil packets like no. the bananas? <laughs> I wish. I wish. No, it's more like it has something to do with the lack, the laxative qualities of it. It also, in the Elizabethan era, and I'll talk about this, I'll get into it. Let's, let's just, let's move. Okay. Let's start at the very beginning. It's a very good place to start. Oh, my God. Okay, Mary. <laughs> the first evidence of plums being cultivated is from 5000 BCE in the Tigris and Euphrates Basin. See? Middle Eastern food. Exactly. It's where it all began. In 484 BCE, we see references to plums and prunes in Herodotus, who traveled through the eastern Mediterranean basin. And in 300 BCE, Ume, 
the Japanese word for plums appears in Japanese poetry. Hmm. You know, had to, I think we talked about this last episode where the, both the Japanese and Chinese um, speak very highly of food and incorporate it in all their poetry and literary works. I know which I, I love, them. which I love. I love that plum too. Tr- <laughs> plum trees were brought to Japan by the Chinese. Virgil talked about, you know, the famous poet Virgil yes. talked about prunes and plums in 70 BCE. And then here's where we start to get into the medicinal uh, qualities of the prune. In 700 CE, according to Mesue Damasque, he was a famous Arab physician from Damascus, syrup made from prunes relieves vertigo and vomiting, reduces fever and palpitations, and cures drunkenness. Really? Is this why yes. you're bloody marrying it up tonight? This is. Is this a test? Is this a test? I'm gonna sober it up with some prunes, with some California prunes, bitches. In 984 <laughs> CE, smoked dried plums, known as umeboshi, and dried plums marinated in salt appear in Chinese medicine. I'm not gonna lie, marinated uh, dried plums in salt sounds delicious. No, salted plums are amazing. I amazing. love them. I have Amazing. some ume vinegar in my cupboard right now, and it's... Really? Yes, it's good. Somebody brought it as a gift, and I was like, what the fuck is this? It's delicious is what it is. In 1003 CE, Simon Seth, who was a Greek physician to Emperor Constantine, refers to the beneficial effects of prunes on the health of his master. Okay. Early, yeah. <laughs> Here's... Like, I'm, I'm just going to be honest here. Uh, Please. I don't trust anything the Greeks had to say about medicine. Say more about that. I just think that they were real fucked up about a lot of things. They were fucked up. Not as fucked up as the Victorians, but... Listen, I mean, that's look, a fucking they, high bar. Like it was, <laughs> They were at the nascent stages of medicine. Yeah, though. no, I know. And I know. So that, I like kind of... Like, that's the thing is like, if I didn't know by my own experience that prunes were helpful medicinally i'd be like sure sure the greek said it okay but i trust the arabs yeah i trust i fucking trust trust the arabs and he made that syrup from prunes and said it relieves vertigo and i was like you know what yeah no they came up with They came up with astronomy and the zero. Like, I'm 100% about everything they had. Everything having to do with mathematics is thanks thanks to the Arab culture. Thank you, Arab culture and the Arab world. Thank you, Arabs. All right, we're going to fast forward to the Elizabethan era. Let's. I'm sure this is where it gets real fucked. This is actually where it gets fascinating. Oh, of course. Which is why I fast forwarded. There is always a wealth of information in whatever we're studying, right? Right. But this, there was a, like a PowerPoint presentation oh, and a PDF wow. of prunes throughout history. Oh my God. And there were truly 33, I want to say 33 pages of a timeline in regards to prunes. I 100% we're gonna fast want to see this PowerPoint. On. We're going to have to link to that <laughs> I will forward it to you and I'll link it in. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll link it on the on the page. Oh, so the Elizabethan era, when we're talking about that, is that 1558 to 1603 when, right. obviously, Queen Elizabeth I was during her Right, her Shakespeare years. time. Prunes are gaining notoriety with their healing powers. In the Elizabethan era, stewed prunes were believed to prevent and cure. Now, this is fascinating. Okay. Stewed prunes were believed to prevent and cure venereal diseases. What? Mm-hmm. And a bowl. This is 
fascinating to me, Nama. A bowl of stewed prunes was often placed in the windowsills of brothels in the same way a barber's pole advertised haircuts. What? Prunes oh. were an advertisement of brothels because they cured venereal diseases? The term stewed prunes became a euphemism for a brothel. And then Shakespeare even wrote a line in Falstaff that said, there is no more faith in thee than a stewed prune. What? There's an advertisement in 1596 about a lodging that says, this it's she that lays wait at the carriers for wenches new come up to London, and you shall know her. Well, it feels very biblical. Yeah. And you shall know them. And you shall know her dwelling by a dish of stewed prunes in the window and two or three fleering wench knitting or sewing in her shop. Good God. God bless. <laughs> I'm telling you, if my grandma knew any of this God shit, fucking bless. she would not have given me stewed fucking prunes. She still would have asked if you had gone every day. Yeah, but she and maybe then there would, would have given, given no me resolution else. to it. Yeah. So you she, know what? It's good that she lived in <laughs> that she lived in ignorance about that. Yes. It was also thought at one time that prunes increase sexual potency. So we have a couple of reasons for brothel owners to keep prunes in good supply. Oh my goodness. My goodness me. My oh bodice ripper there. In the 17th century the prune trade blossoms and in 1834 the first plum tree makes its way to California uh, from Europe by the Santa Clara Mission and it's named the Mission Plum. In 1850, Louis Pellier, a French vineyardist, acquired attractive, rich topsoil near Mission San Jose, and he christened that Pellier's Gardens. Louis began experimenting with the cultivation of dried plums that would one day spawn the California dried plum industry. In 1870, California begins to plant plums on a large scale. Do you know who Luther Burbank is? Well, yeah, the middle school down the street is named for him. The middle school down the street is named for him. Do you know who he was? Didn't he cultivate? I know. You know what? I actually know that he cultivated plums because when we were sourcing. That's right. When we were sourcing plum trees for our backyard. That's exactly Greg right. Greg told me all about him, but like, I don't he remember much. Pi- he was a pioneering horticulturalist. And he was instrumental in supporting the tremendous growth of the dried plum industry or the prune industry. Oh by eighteen eighty by eighteen eighty, California now had thirty-six hectares of plum trees. And a hectare is basically like a football field. I was one hundred percent about to ask you what a hectare was. Like I've heard it I've heard it so many times and I'm like, I had to look it up. I had no idea. I was like the fuck is that <laughs> so thirty-six thousand football fields and to be honest a football field also seems nebulous to me as i'm not a sports person yeah no but i, don't I just think but i know that a football thirty-six thousand of a fuck ton of like area i know right. that a football field is 100 yards so that's like less, oh there you go it's right. less nebulous to me by 1900 california had 85 prune processing factories wow. now here's a side note Okay. In 1885, Charles C. Alderton, who was born in Brooklyn but settled in Waco, Texas, patented a little drink. Was it prune juice? No. Is it Dr. Pepper? It's Dr. Pepper. Okay, but I thought we've... Okay, I'm I'm going to not spoil it. 
Don't spoil it. Dr. Pepper is made with 23 flavors. However, prune is not one of them. I knew it. A persistent rumor since the 1930s is that the drink contains prune juice. And this is what is fascinating. The official Dr. Pepper FAQ refutes this. Dr. Pepper is a unique blend of natural and artificial flavors. It does not contain prune juice. The origin of the rumor is unknown, but some believe it was started by a delivery man for a competitor soda trying to cast aspersion based on the prune juice's laxative effects. People, like, fucking want that laxative effect, though. <laughs> Someone was an asshole about it, though, and was like, mm-hmm, I guess. don't want to eat that that Dr. Pep. Don't want to drink that Dr. Pepper. So weird that someone was an asshole. What? So weird that someone was an asshole. I've heard the rumors. I've heard the rumors. When I was growing up, everyone was like, this is fucking carbonated prune juice. And I was like, I don't care. It's fucking delicious is what it is. Right. It was never intended to be. If it tastes like prune juice, then, you know, God bless. Mazel tov. Look it. I fucking love Dr. Pepper. So meanwhile, in 1896, fame pharmacists when I read this, can you imagine them being famed? Far- no. Who's a famed pharmacist famed now? Pharmacist. Oh, you know who's, who's that a f- man? That guy that you know went to who's prison. Who's a famed pharmacist? The dude that went to prison. What's his name? That's Martin, exactly right. Martin the, Gouger. Martin Scarelli. Yeah. Martin Scarelli is a famed pharmacist, and he is a ginormous asshole. Such an asshole. Meanwhile, it's in really 1896, famed pharmacist G. Planchon and E. Collin refer to prunes and their useful properties in the pharmaceutical essays. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thus begins the idea that prunes are great for colon cleaning. And now we talk about the health benefits of the prune, which I think is probably also in your, your little guidebook yes. there. I think so. Number one, they contain both soluble and insoluble fiber and help regulate the digestive system. First of all, I want to say, I don't I don't know if this is a tremendous amount of propaganda brought on by Big Prune and the California Prune Association. Here's what I'm going to say. I don't think there's a Big Prune. Listener, if you know about Big Prune and I'm wrong, please feel free to write in and correct us. But like... Uh- but everything here sounds wonderful i just i feel like prunes are too maligned for there to be a big prune i think beans i think we all had it wrong with beans and i'm gonna go ahead and go out on the limb and say that prunes are the magical fruit and the more you eat the probably more you do toot probably but the more you toot the better you feel and this will segue into why prunes are amazing for your health. They contain both soluble and insoluble fiber and help regulate the digestive system. Right. Soluble fiber, which is found in the pulp of a plum, dissolves into a gluey mass. The mass traps fats and sugars, bacteria and toxins, and helps move them out of the body. It breaks down carbohydrates, lowers bad cholesterol levels, and improves cardiovascular health. Wow, me myself some prunes, just not with I, American, not the way this cookbook recommends. <laughs> I feel like Anna Nicole would still be alive if she knew about, if she had just read that statement. Okay, look it, I'm going to tell you something. Okay. Fiber or lack thereof. Yeah. That was not Anna Nicole's problem. No, I know. She had other problems. She had other problems. I know. I just, I miss her so much. Poor All right, Anna. Anna Nicole Smith. God bless you. Bless you. It lowers cholesterol, number two. Number three, <laughs> prunes have an... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> number three. 
<laughs> Number three. Prune has an anti-inflammatory effect on the body, and the large amount of vitamin K has been proven to improve cardiovascular health. I believe it. Number four, cognitive health. The phytonutrients present in plums serve as one of the major benefits because they help reduce inflammation in neurological areas, and they improve the ability to learn and retain information. What? Come on. Number five. I don't believe that. The vitamins. Just listen. Just lean into it. (laughs) Number five. The vitamin C content in plums serves as a benefit to the skin and blood vessels. Higher vitamin C intakes lowered the likelihood of a wrinkled appearance, dryness of the skin, and helped to naturally slow aging. And let me say, in this harsh fucking winter of New Jersey, where my hands literally look like cornflakes i'm gonna eat some pro- i'm gonna eat some plums listen i you've got me fairly i don't believe that memory thing like at all but i am 100 percent there with the rest of this and i'm gonna i'm gonna eat some prunes after this all right so there we are with the health benefits in the mid-1980s there was an advertising campaign that championed prunes as the high fiber fruit At that time, brand cereals were touting the health benefits of a high-fiber diet, probably thank you to the Kellogg Company, which we'll talk about later. (laughs) But also in part because of Ronald Reagan's public battle with colon cancer. I Are you serious? Yeah, I don't remember that. I mean, I I was born in the 70s and I don't, yeah, we were little, so I don't remember that, but. Oh my God. Prunes positioned themselves as a better tasting alternative to brand cereals, and it worked. During the 1980s, prunes had an unprecedented gain in domestic shipments. However, when interest in fiber waned, the campaign ceased to be effective, and prune sales began a long, slow decline. Poor prunes. Poor, poor prunes. In response... The industry began commissioning studies to help figure out how to re- reposition prunes to consumers. So good for them. Yeah, you know, you know what? Good for they them. They got a for... PR on the table and saw what was going to happen. They saw right. a challenge and they met that challenge. I'm okay. They, according to Adel Cater, professor of post harvest physiology nope, at the I University of California. I need you to go back California. for a second. What was that first name? Adele. Adele, not Adel like your adult brain. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I'm really intoxicated right now. (laughs) I don't know how this is going to turn out. (laughs) Let's find out. According to Adele Cater, professor of post-harvest physiology at the University of California, Davis's Department of Pomology. What the fuck is pomology, Nama? I don't know. Well, anyway. We're not going to look it up, though. Sorry, listener. You look it up for us. Those studies indicated that younger generations were reluctant to eat prunes because they associated them with being old. Yes. However, right, exactly. The studies also indicated that if they were marked as dried plums, the likelihood of the younger generations eating them increased. That's really funny. As a result, the California Prune Board began lobbying the Food and Drug Administration to officially change the name. To dried plums. Right. And in June of 2000, the board received permission from the FDA to use... What the fuck does the FDA have to do with it? Why does the FDA... Well, because... Like, change your fucking name 
name if you want no, to. Why does the FDA have to get involved? Because it's food labeling laws. I guess. All right. Fine. As an alternative to prunes, shortly afterwards, the board followed suit and renamed itself the California Dried Plum Board. There you are. Our cookbook is from long before that moment. So the California, what is this people call the California prune industry cookbook would like you to know that California prunes are, yes, they are a wholly natural product. Yes, there is exhaustive research that reveals the Did California they prunes. They no. don't sweeten. No, yeah. that they are a laxative. The prune juice is a laxative, that they're not acid, that uh, they take very seriously the question of are California prunes good for anemia? They're like, wow. Yeah, they, there are so many kinds of anemia that it would be unethical to answer this question with a yes or no here. Oh my God. I God know. Bless. Our answer is consult your physician. California prunes rank among the outstanding foods highest in iron and copper content. And these two minerals are essential to the maintenance of normal hemoglobin content of the blood. I would like to note that is a very nuanced, like, ethical response to that is it possible? Is it possible that the California prune association is the predecessor for Kaiser Permanente? May, uh, you know what? I don't know, man. Like... There's a lot here. That is phenomenal. That is way more nuanced than anything I any know. doctor of mine has ever given. The very first recipe in this cookbook is mm. the recipe that I hate. <laughs> Comp- how many? Wait, how many recipes are in there total? I didn't count them. There's probably like 20 pages. Okay. So the very first recipe is compote of prunes, which was my grandmother's favorite and the reason that I lied about the shits I had taken. <laughs> or not taken. So, for- so, wait a second. Can we go back to a small biographical, like, footnote? Yeah. So you started to lie about it then. You yeah. said you did go. Oh, I totally said that I did go because I didn't want to eat this. All right, moving on. Okay. For the most delicious dish of prunes you've ever had, lies. We're starting with lies. Wow. Full wow. and rich in flavor and with a, an abundance of luscious juice. Follow these directions. All right. And that, I want to say just the term juice. I know. It makes my like, <laughs> ugh, my shoulders well, hunch and like the hair in my ears curl. They have this picture and all of these photos are black and white but they have this these picture this picture of these like shiny little like black I know wrinkle exactly. things in yep. in a sherbet cup filled with gin. like it's just <laughs> it's exactly what I remember it to be when of my course. grandmother gave it to me and it's horrible like I just I hate this stuff so badly so okay here I just want you to note that this is how this is the correct way to prepare prunes according to Wait. the California prune industry. It's called the correct okay. way to prepare prunes. So All right. you should assume that for many of the following recipes, they they expect you to have already prepared your prunes. First, wash the prunes with cold water. I don't understand why that's necessary, but okay. All right. Well, you never for know. For a quick preparation, place oh. in pan, cover with water, and bring to a boil. Okay. Cook at this boiling temperature for one hour. Add water as needed. Whoa, I don't understand. One what, hour? I know. Boiling at one hour. How? What is? What is even left of the prune? Then you have a brick left. Is what you have. If a sweeter There's, dish. 
if a sweeter there is little yeah. to no liquid left well it says add water as needed but i don't understand what's left of the fruit like you've essentially just turned this into like prune jam or prune sauce i don't get it yeah many excellent cooks prefer to cover prunes with water and soak overnight simmering slowly for two hours in the same water that sounds just as awful like simmer for two hours or boil for one hour both sound horrid like they're already mushy i don't understand why we're making them mushier so then the california prune industry would like to suggest that for recipes that call for baked or steamed prunes in this book it's not necessary to pre-cook them as above but like you know not necessary but you could consider it it's not necessary but if you want to be considered a functioning member of society you will be pre mushing these whenever cooked prunes are not specified in the following recipes cooked prunes are specified all the fucking time uh then raw raw prunes may be used which by the way is already a totally like by the definition of a prune desiccated yes i mean disgusting okay so then they suggest that you keep a week's supply on hand a week's supply of california prunes cooked wait what yeah keep a how much how much are people expecting to eat per week what is a week's supply they don't specify but also any amount of that stewed prune idea is too much as far as i'm concerned um so a week supply of california prunes cooked as directed above and kept in the refrigerator in a large bowl will prove an unending source of new treats that may thus be easily and quickly prepared this is their everyday in some way thing. So, like, if you keep a big bowl of these already ready to go, then you'll be able to, like, eat them in some, like, horrifying some, new, right. new preparation every day. Right. Never fear they'll lose their flavor. After several days, you'll find California prunes just as good as the day you cooked them because they're jam. Oh, they're jam. God. Do this. So, what are you expecting? What happens then? Do they want the average American, and let's be honest, woman, right? Yeah. Because... Oh, they get to this. Yeah, at so, this point. Okay. Do this. Then, first thing you know, the man of the house and the children, too, will be raiding the refrigerator frequently when they know that the prunes are always there. That's not <laughs> true. That's not What true. the fuck child is going to come home from school and be like, oh, my God, we have, we have prunes. prunes. Yay. Do you want some cookies? No, Mama. Oh, I love these prunes. Encourage them, for nothing could be better for them. No other fruit pays such great rewards in vibrant, glowing health. Oy vey. Yeah. All right. So then we get to the recipes. The first one is, like, the first one is a, called a Golden Gate fruit cake, which is just as appalling as any fruit cake. So we can skip it because it's just like no, 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 no. Fruit Please cake is delve gross. into no. no. I mean, for, it's but it's a regular fucking fruit fruit cake. It just has prunes in. In it. Okay. Now we start getting into the real nightmares. And like, what's interesting to me about this cookbook is that like we go back and forth on like types of recipes. There's appetizers, there's desserts, there's tea cakes, there's sandwiches, and they're all mixed so up together. So there's no organization whatsoever None. within this. None. It's just like this is how the ideas came to them. This was like stream of consciousness. Let's put a prune in this. <laughs> Super disgusting. These were the two recipes that I saw on eBay that I was like, we need to see this. Okay, let's do it. Okay. Bring it out. So this first Bring recipe... out your dead! Okay, so first of all, can you hear my dogs barking in the background? I do hear them, yeah. All right, sorry guys. It's okay. All right. No worries. California prune cream salad. 
Oh! Mm -hmm. Can I tell you, in, when I was researching this, I was like, I can't imagine anything. And again, I feel like this is a running theme throughout. Right. Throughout our thing. Like, nothing would make this gross unless you add dairy to it. Well, okay. So this is worse. <laughs> Look it, I'm going to need you, you're going to have reactions, but I need to get all the way through the recipe because otherwise I'm going to like lose it in the middle. So you got to just let me go all the way through. All right. I'm going to do what I can. Okay. Take a, take a sip of your Bloody Mary and just like <laughs> chill for a sec. Okay. Ready? Yeah. So it's two cups of cooked prunes. So you've already mushed them in with, by whatever method you have wanted to mush them. Either you've simmered okay. them or you've boiled them beyond recognition or whatever. Okay. Four teaspoons of gelatin, just unflavored what? gelatin. Wait. Yeah, this what? is a, this is a prune jello mold, but wait. Just just gotta let me keep going. Okay. So this is a prune jello mold flavored with half a cup of chili sauce. No. A pint of cottage cheese. Alright. I want you to imagine <laughs> no. me. I'm like I feel like we're not even halfway through. I feel like I'm reaching for these ingredients in, like, the air. Just saying, no, stop it. It's so bad. Okay. Okay. A pint of cottage cheese, a cup of mayonnaise. God damn. A half cup of whipping cream. And, what? And, wait, why? And, wait, you're not even done. And, probably for texture, a half cup of chopped sweet pickles. No! Yeah. No! So then you <laughs> Sweet Jesus alive! So then you, you mix all of this together and you pour it into a shallow pan and you chill it so it like gelatinizes. And then you cut Oh well thank God. Mm -hmm. Because the only thing that I was thinking that would make this any better was if it were made into jello. Yeah. And then you cut it into squares and serve it on top of lettuce. The sweet pickles is what it is what kills me. Really? The chili sauce didn't do it? I feel like we're playing some sort of game where we're like, what would be grosser? <laughs> What's grosser than gross? What's worse? Listen, we're coming up on we're coming up on Passover and I feel like somewhere in here there's a Dianu joke. If you added I mean, honestly, it's like if only Half a you cup had of pig knuckles. If only you had added the chili sauce to the prunes, Dianu. Dianu. If <laughs> okay, I gotta tell you what I wonder about is what color this is. So it's a jelly brownie. That's what it is. Except like there's so much mayo and cottage cheese in it. There's and, like, cottage cheese and I think it's probably like a brownish chili sauce. I know. I think it's like a brownish pink. I'm fascinated by what color this would turn out to be but i'm horrified <laughs> by it what color would it be vomit i, feel like, I think it's I gonna be like vomit prune, colored but i feel like the prune color overrides everything and it's just gonna be a dark brown i don't think so there's chili sauce and cottage cheese the cottage cheese would lighten it up it's true. also they don't call for it but i bet it's heinz chili sauce just putting it of out of course there. it is but okay what else what else was available at that point? So recipe number two, when I saw the title, I was like, well, this can't be that bad. And yet, do Wait, you remember? Hold on. hold on. I need to go back to this other, this okay. first recipe. You're not done yet? It's, I'm not. I need to dwell, I need to dwell in the temple of this for a moment. But it's so gross. It's prunes. Yeah. It's prunes. Yeah. Chili sauce. Yeah. 
cottage cheese. Yeah. And a little bit of cream. And mayo. And mayo. A lot of mayo. A lot of mayo. There's an equal amount of cottage cheese and mayo. So that comes out in squares. And sweet pickles. And sweet... For crunch. You wanted to have what? a little you wanted to have a what little texture. It? What is it? I it's mean a, is it's it, a salad. Is it a dorter? It's a salad. It's a salad. You would serve this as the salad course in a luncheon. There's probably like a mushed sardine sandwich loaf to follow. That's everything in that is horrifying. That is yeah. literally like Before I this seven things in my in my cabinet. And yeah. I'm just going to add them all together. Before this, you've served some kind of banana ketchup canapé. Just as like an amuse-bouche. <laughs> then here is the salad course. Wait, are they, do they look, I bet they look like translucent brownies. I don't think they're translucent. I think the whipping cream and mayonnaise and cottage cheese makes this opaque. Just shiny. They're shiny. Oh, and sweaty. I'm so grossed out I right know. now. Okay. Well, then you're not going to make it through this next recipe. I am going to make it. I'm girding my loins. Hold on. Okay. Lucky for me, girded loins are in the next recipe. Are you ready? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So the next recipe, I was like, the title was like, is very misleading. Like, you think it's going to be good because it connotes something fried. It's called California Prune Fritters. Oh, that sounds good. Okay, remember in the banana cookbook when they were, when we had a tropical beignet and I was like, oh, this is going to be like some sort of mushed banana fried and like powdered sugar and it's going to be delicious. And it was terrifying. And it was terrifying. It was banana and and Swiss cheese. God. Here's the thing. Oh, God. This is stewed prunes. So you've already mushed them. You've already, remember, you've boiled these for an hour. Right. So you take, so you take the pits out of the prunes and you, these are not pitted. Okay. Yeah. So now you pit them, right? This is like 1930 something. So they didn't have pitting technology, I think. Okay. Um, so now you pit them and you fill the centers with small pieces of American cheese. Wait, how, hold on one second. No, I have no explanation for this. That's what you do. Just small you just, pieces, just like, or like, cu- like, a, like cubes of American cheese. Then you dip them in beaten eggs, then in breadcrumbs, then again in eggs, then again in breadcrumbs. So, like, you want to get a really good breading on this. It's a double coated breading. Then you heat, then you like deep fat fry them until a golden brown and you serve them hot and they make a most attractive garnish for a platter of hot or cold meats. And it's delicious with roasts of pork, lamb, or veal. Incorrect. All right, I'm going to go ahead and say that no. in comparison, no, that doesn't seem as bad. Like, I would almost... Well, because I'm I'm with you for the, like, fried prune with, stu- right. with like, roasted meat thing. Like, I can get behind prunes and meat 100%. That's right. my, like, Middle Eastern heritage coming to call. So, uh, but there's American cheese in there. Well, imagine it to be, like, this sort of hot... Because it's going to melt. It's going to... It's going to get... Okay, but it's essentially, like, going to melt into Velveeta. It's Velveeta prunes. It's fried Velveeta prunes. It's not okay. It's not okay. It's not. At that point and at that temperature, the prune is basically just liquid. No, it's awful. So it's liquid. It is a fried, breaded liquid, brown liquid surrounding Velveeta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've, what you've created is a Velveeta tomb. Uh, I mean, fried brown 
Velveeta liquid. It's just pruny Velveeta liquid. <laughs> sweet. A sweet, sweet casing. Sweet pruny Velveeta liquid. Ugh. Fried. So next is, this one I guess isn't that bad comparatively. Like if this had been first, I would have been like, this is horrible. But now it's no longer as bad. You've but, been immune to yeah, it. Yeah. So this is a nice fresh salad. Oh. In that there's no gelatin in it. And this is essentially like the same salad as before, but just with no gelatin. So you... Is everything... Hold on. Before you start, I need to know going forward, is everything stewed? Not or sometimes are the prunes Not necessarily, just, but like, just as they are? So most of the time it calls for stewed or cooked prunes. But sometimes... Later on, there's some raw prunes in here, but most of the time it's cooked. I like that they call them raw prunes. I know. Okay. All right. Okay. okay. So this this salad, the base of this salad is two green sweet peppers. So like okay. two green bell peppers. You cut the top How off. How many does this serve? Six. Okay. Six. <laughs> yeah, everybody gets a third of a pepper. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that is not a lot of food. All right, I mean, okay. listen, they had their portions correct back then. We eat way they too much now. They probably did. Okay. Okay, so you cut the top off the peppers and remove the seeds, and then you boil them for three minutes. So you're like... Oh, God! Them. Yeah. What? What is salad about this? Everything is mushy. I know. Then you cut into... Everything has been blanched. Right. So you take okay. them and you cut them into six one-inch rings. So you're taking, like, three inches off of each pepper... And making a ring of what, like a one inch ring off of each. And then you're taking okay. the rest of the pepper and chopping it up, mincing the remaining green pepper. Okay. All right. Then you're removing the pits from a cup of cooked prunes, so mushy stewed prunes, God. and okay. slicing them as if there's anything less to, left to slice. And you are right. just going to. Essentially, mush them you're slicing further. liquid. Okay. okay. Then you combine a cup of cottage cheese Ugh. with. Why? With a quarter cup of thinly sliced green onions and two-thirds cup of radishes. Thinly Wait, sliced radishes. What? Mm -hmm. what? Yeah. All right, continue. And then you put in and the salt, the minced green pepper, and the prunes. So you're mixing all of that into the cottage cheese. So the prune is basically, that becomes the sauce because there's nothing there. I mean, they're like diced into the, it's not the sauce. They're like, this is the, like, this is their version of confetti dip, I think, but it's green peppers and prunes. <laughs> and, and then you do something, I don't understand this. You moisten it with mayonnaise, which like, I just don't like the word moist around anything that isn't a cake. Is it not already moistened? Right, because it's fucking cottage cheese. So what are you moistening? What are you making more again? I don't know. They make it looser, which is not a term I enjoy in culinary displays. Okay. So then you're putting the pepper rings on a little bed of lettuce and filling them with the cheese mixture and garnishing with a dash of mayonnaise, a sprinkling of paprika, and a few additional radish slices, which is just upsetting. Oh, God. So that's a well, spring salad. But at least there's no gelatin in it, I guess. Oh, God, that's the spring salad. Yeah. Is that supposed to be fresh tasting? Girl, I don't know. There's a fucking prune in it. There's prunes and radishes and green peppers and mayonnaise. Nothing about that sounds fresh to me. It doesn't... It sounds a little bit more gross than the next one, which is a bacon prune sandwich. 
Which I actually like. I that actually tell you, doesn't sound think, that bad. I think when this you, could be okay. When you've had all of these terrible quote unquote salads but I also, that are that are basically prunes and gelatin and I mean, like. But I gotta tell you, I I would give this a shot. Like this actually right. sounds okay, right? Because like, have you like I've had like a like a salty cured meat with like something sweet, like a fig jam or a like. No, that you know, sounds delicious. Like, prunes okay, are, like, go ahead. Sweet and tart. So this is a bacon prune sandwich. Is a cup of cooked prunes, eight slices of bacon. <laughs> Two tablespoons of chopped sour pickles, which I feel like is just gilding the lily a little. Two teaspoons Did they, of... Were they in bed with Heinz? Or maybe a little like, bit. Like, why put the... Okay, all right. Okay. Then, all right. then okay. like, mustard and mayonnaise, bread and butter and lettuce. So it's like, you make sandwiches, like, you, you butter some bread, which is probably, like, Wonder Bread. Of course it is. Or and Texas you, toast. And then you put lettuce on each sandwich... And mayonnaise and mustard on each sandwich. And then you combine the bacon. You cut the bacon up into tiny pieces. And then you combine those bacon bits with prunes, like chopped up prunes, (laughs) pickle, mustard, and mayonnaise. You make like a prune bacon salad. So you make a salad, right. Like tuna salad, but bacon and prunes. God. And then you put that on the sandwich, and you can but, add... Uh, yeah, but yet, that doesn't sound as bad like, as the previous recipes. I gotta tell you, not only doesn't it sound bad, like, right now, maybe it's the tequila I started drinking after you <laughs> told me that you had a drink. I feel like I would eat this. I might eat it. It does sound delicious. It sound, it's like, that salty, sweet you know, treat. It sounds like something that, like, an old-timey hipster bar is going to, like, <laughs> retro-serve you on some, like, with some, like, house-cured bacon. And, That's like, exactly right. Black That's pepper. That's exactly right. Black and pepper, fermented grain mustard. Yes. And, like, house-fermented pickles. House-fermented pickles and your fermented prunes, absolutely. And That's okay, going to happen. I'm, I'm making fun of all of these people right now with their house-cured meats and their house-fermented pickles, but let it be known that this weekend I cured and smoked my own pastrami. And also, I have, like, six quarts of pickles that I, like, full sour pickles that I fermented. You're the second coming of the Messiah. That's all I have to say. I think whether or not you assign me this, like, I'm actually, I might try this. I mean, that is, um, that, it sounds delicious. It's, it sounds kind of good, right? Yeah. Okay. No, I mean, listen, first of all, there's no cottage cheese in it, so already you're ahead up. Right. Okay. So then there, right, so I think we can move on from this one. I'm, I, I think so. I think I'm just going to try this, and I'll let you know how it is. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to convince anybody in my house to try it, but I... I'm going to try it. Okay. So then there's California prune dressing, which I was appalled by because I thought it was a salad dressing, but it turns out it's stuffing, which we've discussed. Oh, that makes me, that makes me mad because stuffing is maybe one of my like top five favorite foods. I agree. Mine too. I will admit that it is one of my favorite foods because I, so I admit that it is one of my top favorite foods, probably expressly because I perceive it as nothing but a vehicle for gravy. And it's really that gravy is one of my top five favorite foods. For me, it's because bread is one of my top five. I get it. I get it. I get this with you. So like, I'm just annoyed because this seems like prunes are going to fuck up my stuffing. I'm not 
absolutely mad about it. But it's really just like there's nothing else going in here but bread, onion, celery, chopped green sweet pepper, which I'm not like I'm not about green pepper in my stuffing. So I don't like that idea. Right. Salt, pepper, two cups of water, which I think is a waste. You should be using chicken stock in your stuffing. This is 1933. Absolutely making much more flavorful. Go on. Right. And then two cups of California prunes. I just think that's too many prunes. Two cups? It's a lot of prunes. But they also, like, they suggest that this is a great stuffing for, like, pork or veal or, like, inside a chicken or a turkey. And, like, that's probably okay. Like, that would probably be okay. I'm just annoyed because it's stuffing and I fucking love stuffing. I know. And you're upset that they've infiltrated it. Yeah. I hear you. Okay. But I think it's going to be okay. Then we come to, again, there's no organization to this cookbook at all. So after (laughs) bacon prune sandwiches and stuffing with no recipe for meat at all, we get to festive prune cake. Ooh, that sounds delicious. Okay. So listen, what festive prune cake is, essentially, it's just a standard white cake recipe. So, like, this calls for three layers of white cake made from any good standard recipe. Because any decent person is going to know how to do this. Absolutely. But then, the like, what they're doing is mixing prunes, lemon juice, lemon extract, and bananas into frosting. Into no. just like white no. frosting, like seven no. frosting. First of all, I do I not know. want that acid in my frosting. I don't want the lemon juice there at and all. And I don't want the bananas there. And I certainly don't want all those things combined with prunes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I like I was even willing to give them the benefit of the doubt of prune going in a white cake, but like gross. That's gross. That's gross, man. I can't take it. Okay. Are you ready for prune hors d'oeuvres? Oh, God. Why do they... Okay. Why yeah, didn't they by the start way, they, with prune hors d'oeuvres? I don't know. But they also... They go from festive prune cake to prune molasses cookies, prune cream cookies, and California prune Betty. Which, like... Oh, California prune Betty. That doesn't sound so bad. No, it's essentially stewed prunes with breadcrumbs on top. Right. Like, fine. Like, once you've gotten past the stewed prunes... Did you go today? Here, have some have some breadcrumbs on top of it. Did you? Did you go? Like, honestly, if my grandmother had fed me any of these things, at least there would have been some fucking variety. Anyway, sorry, Sefta, may you rest in peace. I love you. Oh, God. Don't haunt my dreams. Okay. Prune hors d'oeuvres. Here are some some ideas for, like, little prune canapes. They have a very festive plate laid out in this photo with, like, some fairly creepy salt and pepper shakers. Of course they do. Next to them. Okay. So here are a few options. The first is combine one and a half cups cooked pitted California prunes with one small can of green chili peppers. Already that's a no. Oh, God. Seated and mash it to a pulp. No. Yeah. Then spread it on thin rounds of bread. Lay strips of quick melting cheese over prune mixture and place under broiler to melt. That's a hard is pass. Is it quick melting cheese? Is that American cheese? Girl, I don't know. It's a hard pass is what it is. Like, there's no <laughs> cheese you can put on this that I'm like, okay, that'll make it better. Yeah, that's a no. Second is place cooked California prune halves cut side up on strips of toast, spread with mustard, 
Sprinkle with salt and cover with thin slices of boiled ham. Place under broiler for a few minutes. Serve hot. Uh, I got that one. Doesn't sound so bad. That sounds like the bacon prune sandwich thing. I could be okay with that. I but could, I oh, mean, ugh. ham and prunes. I'm kind of okay. This next one though. Oh my god. Just like okay. Just what do you need to do to calm down? Just preemptively, I need you oh, to do god. that. Okay. Okay. So fill cooked pitted California prunes with a mixture of cream cheese and Tabasco no. sauce and no! And serve on toothpicks. Or cream cheese and finely chopped green onion. Or stuffed green olives. Can you imagine a prune stuffed with a stuffed olive? Oh my god. Small red radishes sprinkled with salt. That's a hard pass. Where does the radish come in? I don't know. These are like all different things you can stuff California prunes with. Small pickled onions. That one doesn't sound so bad. Sections of grapefruit. And then, this, sound, this all sounds terrible. I'm not going to no, lie. No, it's awful. And then, because remember that these are these are cooked prunes. So these are like the mushy stewed prunes. Pickle relish and decorated with strips of pimento. Can you imagine a stuffed pr- a prune stuffed with relish? No, I cannot. So gross. That sounds hideous. A prune stuffed with relish? I think we found your recipe, but I'm not calling it yet. Please don't. <laughs> okay so then there's a chocolate prune cake which isn't that bad except that it, like it's exactly what you think it's chocolate cake and they put prunes in it which like i you know what i've seen the beet chocolate cakes and they actually look pretty good like this could be okay. here's the thing prunes and chocolate are very similar to me so yeah, i'm okay I think with w- that i think they would be okay okay here's so now we're into like so i guess there's kind of an organization in that that was like stuff that wasn't dessert and now we're in dessert <laughs> <laughs> that was that felt pretty dessert like to be a prune stuffed cake that's true there was just des- yeah okay so i take it back there's no organization at all but now we're in dessert okay black and white fluff oh mm-hmm. this Wait, is is this a marshmallow based situation yes okay this is but bo- prunes boiled for 10 minutes which isn't so bad considering no drained cooled and chilled then you okay. take the pits out you slice some bananas. This prune and banana thing I just cannot get behind. You cut <laughs> You cut up some marshmallows. So okay. then you you take a pint of whip a half a pint of whipping cream and you whip that until stiff. You add the prunes, bananas, marshmallows, lemon extract, and you mix Ugh. it together and you serve it's, in footed glasses. I'm gonna say it's the lemon extract that gets me. And then you can add color by placing a slice of maraschino cherries on each surface. Oh, so no. Essentially, no, ma'am. This is prune banana ambrosia, essentially. Ugh. And lemon. Lemon extra. Ah, oh, That lemon extract really The lemon gets extract me. gets me. It's uh, that. Yeah, I'm with you. No. So then there's a California prune pie, which is essentially prune meringue pie. Ugh. Yeah. Which is like that. That's just too many prunes. They have something called prune velvet pudding. Oh, God. No, ma'am. <laughs> it is. No, ma'am. Prunes boiled past the point of recognition. Then you drain, cool, and pit those cooked prunes and cut into small pieces. Then you moisten gelatin. Can we just say, please don't say moisten in the next, in any <laughs> recipes. It's just, that's how they talk. Please don't do that. No, thank okay. you. So this is essentially like like a milk-based, like a cream and milk custardy-based 
gelatin. I already have thrown up 7,000 times. Yes. And then with prunes. And then you, you, you like, you take these lady fingers and you like, what's happening right now? It's like a prune tiramisu is what this is. God. A tiramisu prune. It's like, it's like lady fingers, then prune custard, then lady fingers, then prune custard. And then you put it in the icebox overnight. So like the lady fingers all moisten because you know, you get them dried and yeah, that's what that is. So the final recipe oh is this thing that is in every fucking cookbook from the like 30s and 40s. Okay. And well into the 60s, actually. I see this everywhere. It's called a, a prune whip. This okay. This is like, this is everywhere. It's pictured in the, like, the, they make a photo of it. It's like piled into a sherbet glass, like a beautiful coupe glass. Presented on China with a like gorgeous silver spoon. Okay. But it is again essentially just prune ambrosia. So it is three cups cooked California prunes, four slices of pineapple, one cup com- one cup combined prune and pineapple juice, a tablespoon of gelatin, eighteen marshmallows, a half oh pint my. of whipping cream, Wait, and a teaspoon of specifically eighteen marshmallows. Are they small, medium, I know, large? They're big because you're cutting them into pieces. So you pit the prunes and you cut the pineapple into pieces and the marshmallows into pieces. You soften the gelatin in the juice. Okay. Then you whip the cream, and you, when the gelatin begins to set, you combine it with the whipped cream, the pineapple, the prunes. Holy the, shit. And the marshmallows and the vanilla. And oh, then my you ch- God. And then you, like, that sounds... you blend it up, and you chill it in glasses. <sighs> that sounds like something someone vomited. And you serve it for dessert. It looks like it, too. And you, like, put a little bit of extra whipped cream on top. They also have a... Baked, that's the California prune whip, and they also have a baked prune whip. No, I don't want to hear from it. Which is prunes pitted and mashed to a pulp with lemon rind and lemon juice. Oh, God. And mixed into beaten egg whites with powdered sugar. So, like, mixed mixed into a meringue. And then you, so it's a prune lemon meringue, and then you bake it into, like, pudding dishes. That sounds hideous. Yeah, I mean, all of it does. All of it does. So then, it's interesting, because the very last page is why California prunes are better this year, but then they don't tell you what year. Oh, interesting. So, I really have to look it up, but I, I has to be huh. like, it has to be like 1933 or 1934, because right. that's where all the right. research is from. California prunes at your store are only the best prunes in the California crop, because of a program by which the prune growers of California are organized to discard inferior prunes from the marketed crop. Oh my god, it's the Nazi prunes the coming Nazi, back. It's the yeah, it's only the ones who've survived the final solution. Only first grade prunes are shipped to your store. These recipes add interest to daily menus if your interest is is bulimia. They are tested <laughs> and so well accepted as to be cooking guides for the wives of many California prune growers. Women who For the grow- wives of yeah. many California mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Women who I mean it's 1930 something. Women who know how prunes ripen in California orchards, how they are prepared for marketing, value these recipes as guides to the finest flavor of prunes. 
These dishes they use not only for their interesting variety, but as a means of, for putting the health quality of California prunes on their tables, quote, every day in some way. The end <laughs> to the California prune industry's prune well, God bless. variety cookbook from 1930-something, I think. God bless them and their regularity. I don't know what I'm going to make you make, but I feel like... Some- I'm making you make the brownies. Re- the California prune cream salad? Is that what was the things that you that are come in squares? Yes. Yes, the that's first, what you're most making. The horrifying one? So I'm stuck because on the one hand, I really want to know what these prune fritters turn out to be like. <laughs> but I also like I assigned you the banana fritters. So I, the banana beignets, which is essentially the same thing, which is the fritters. Exactly. Right. So I don't think we should do both of those. I'm really tempted by the prune hors d'oeuvres, but I don't think you're going to get through it without throwing up. And the truth is, is like. I see it in so many cookbooks that I I think I need you to make the California prune whip. Like I'm I just, okay. I, I'm, somebody, I think I should make that classic. I need somebody to have made it. So I think you're gonna. You're do on. The, you're gonna Madam, do the California prune whip. Madam, it it would be a pleasure to and whip for I, you. I, this is not gonna be a pleasure at all. This California prune cream salad <laughs> is gonna be a horror show. I'm excited. Oh my god, I'm excited for my whip. Ugh. I whip you whip we whip. I'm I'm really scared. I whip my prunes back and forth. Well you can ask <laughs> <laughs> My calif my prune cream salad brings all the boys to the yard. Oh Jesus. California prune cream salad. Oh god help me. You're gonna okay. do great. Uh, all right. Well I love you. And I, I love, love prunes, too. and I'm excited for this. I'm not, but I Every love day you in too. some way, dear. Every day in some Every way. Every day in some way. Listen, I feel like we're also going to have to report next time if we're regular. Did you go? Did you go? Did you go? Listener, right. let us know. Did you eat some prunes? Listener, did you go? Did you go? <laughs> Write us and let us know. Uh, all right, guys. Love uh, you, mean it. Don't put prunes where they don't belong. Did you go? Did you go? <laughs> Bye. Bye.